Hello and welcome back to another edition of the K-Pop Rama Podcast. I'm your host, Gideon Min, and for today's episode, we are going to go on a K-Pop Roundup, where I'm going to be talking about some of my favorite songs to come out this month. And there are quite a lot, so I just honestly just can't wait to get into today's episode. But before we get into that, of course, if you like the podcast and you like what we do, don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. We are available on just about any podcast platform you can think of, and if you're on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to subscribe and leave a 5-star rating on the podcast as it helps it a lot. And last but not least, our social media will be in the podcast description below. So, without further ado, let's get right into today's episode. So to start, we have JYP's Switch to Me, which is which was a comeback that came out on December 30th. And yes, I know this is technically a December song back in 2020, but considering the significance of this song, I feel like I had to kind of mention it because this song is, I feel like if you needed to kind of summarize this song and music video in one sentence, um, it would be... In, I would probably say, um, in typical JYP fashion, JYP does another song for the memes where he and Rain, uh, who he collabed with, by the way, duked it out to convince a girl, who was taken, by the way, to go out with them. And this whole song, in essence, including the music video, is essentially a rich man's one-up, man, one-up contest to see who can flaunt enough money in front of this girl in order to you know go out go out on a date with this girl really and that's basically the entire story of the song and um i i know like this song sounds ridiculous but it as a song objectively is generally really really good and i'll tell you why now you know, if you don't know, like, JYP's, like, music, or, like, if you haven't really seen his recent music, you would find that he does a particular genre, well, not genre, more like a specific era of music, especially in his recent releases, and that specific era that I'm talking about is kind of like the 80s and 90s, more like early 90s, but the 80s thing still stands, so 80s and early 90s and this is mostly due to the fact that you know jyp as he grew up was actually a great admirer of 80s artists particularly people like michael jackson and you know artists of the like that are kind of like michael jackson and he did a lot to try to emulate their style and you know if you go through jyp's discography like it's very, very blatantly obvious that he took a lot of inspiration from artists like Michael Jackson and the like. And, you know, it translates to the music that he's released recently. Um, let's look at One We Disco, for example, that uh, he did with Sunmi a few months ago. I mean, if you, look, if you compare that song to Switch to Me, it's very much in the same ballpark in terms of genre and, like, era of music if that makes sense and you know to see him do something like this again is really no surprise because he genuinely really loves this era of music and frankly i don't really blame him um this this era of music was genuinely really really good and there's a very good reason why people are like people in general are just so nostalgic about 80s 
anything, especially 80s music, because at that time is kind of this kind of treated with so much like positive nostalgia now. And, you know, to see something like Switch to me is not really a surprise. And, you know, from a musical perspective, he does really, really well. I the song is everything that you would expect from like an 80s retro inspired song. Um, it's very, very catchy, like insanely catchy. And it it has the earworm, it has pretty basically everything that you would want from a retro song like this. And as someone who really loves this era of music as well, um, I very much enjoyed it. It was generally a really, really great song. And, you know, if you want to talk about visuals, oh my goodness, jeez. Um, you know, outside of the ridiculous story, which by the way, the antics that go on in this story is genuinely hilarious and makes me wish... Wow, I wish I had that much money that I could flaunt just to impress the girl. I mean, um, there was, I mean, we had JYP on a horse. Um, he was piloting a helicopter at some point. I mean, Rain was also in an expensive car. I mean, you know, basically a lot of money that I can't even dream to have. And I'm sure a lot of you listeners out there can't really dream to have the amount of money that they might probably have. So, you know, it. That was great. I mean, the visuals are fantastic, and the dancing as well. Uh, as I already mentioned before, like, he, as along with the music being very '80s slash '90s inspired, the dancing as well. Holy smokes, very, very reminiscent of that time. I mean, it's so blatantly '90s inspired to the point where Rain, I think, at one point <laughs> was dancing with a crop top on, and I have to say, I. Genuinely was not expecting to see rain and a crop top and you know the more I think about it it makes sense because believe it or not actually I actually looked this up quite a while ago actually um crop tops for guys was actually quite popular back in the 90s it was very much a trend back then and just to see him in the crop top my initial reaction to that was whoa dude's in a crop top and he's dancing but then I I kind of thought then, dang, he looks really, really good. Jesus Christ, he looks really, really good. And I feel that, that that's kind of really all like, that's really all I could really think of in my head after that as, you know, visually everyone just looks amazing. Um, as I already mentioned, rain in a crop top. Wow, what? <laughs> I mean, that was great. Um, I think for for Rain, um, probably one of my favorite scenes of him in the whole music video was a moment where um, I think there was a moment where JYP was trying was like on top of a pool, like on top of a building, I guess, and he was trying to impress the girl, and out of nowhere, Rain, like first off, he's topless, which of course isn't really much of a surprise because Rain just loves to take the shirt off. Um, he just comes out of the pool like he's like aquaman or something and he just shows off his body in like the most corniest way i've ever seen and i'm not gonna lie i laughed my butt off at that moment because it just the way that whole moment was shot was like so it it made me remind myself of those really corny like action scenes at the beach back in the 80s like if you see like 80s films or tv shows that were made during that time and they have like a beach scene like there's always like a super 
corny moment where like there's this this like really buff guy this and they just have this like slow motion montage thing kind of just dedicated to him and he just gets to show off his body and it was just so like reminiscent of that and it was just so funny because it's it's rain doing this and look i know he has a great body which look he has it's his right to show it off but like it's so funny because you know he's like the meme guy now in the k-pop world so it's really really funny and you know oh my goodness now i'm thinking about what happened at the end of the whole music video which oh my goodness but um basically if you want to know uh basically at the very end uh, there's a scene where both JYP and Rain are outside the hotel, which where the girl was in, and the girl was is walking towards them, and you know, as you would expect, Rain and JYP are kind of expecting, ooh, who is she gonna choose? Because we've literally flaunted like a hundred thousand dollars on this girl. Uh, who is she gonna choose? Ooh, but <laughs> then straight out of nowhere, freaking Sai shows up and just takes the girl. Which is, honestly, just when you see like the shenanigans that go on in this video, I feel like it's so fitting that freaking Psy is the one to take, basically, basically be the one to basically go on a date with this girl because, oh man, it's so, it's so genuinely funny. And when you like think about how Psy is, in his own respects, even though he's like a very, very, incredibly successful person in the k-pop industry for a long time he was kind of seen as a joke character and <laughs> just to see him just go in and just take and just go out with the girl straight out of nowhere like he didn't even have to do anything it's just so genuinely funny and and just to see like rain and uh, joip's just flabbergasted face faces at the end just confused as to why on earth did the girl not go with them is just so again so genuinely hilarious it's great and you know um just to top it all off like this song is again another brilliant addition to jyp's discography and you know objectively it's just really 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 good it's really really fantastic and if you really like the um the retro kind of concepts that k-pop does you'll definitely love JYP's work and you'll definitely love Switch to Me. And if you like Switch to Me, also check out his other music as well. Um, he's made numerous songs in the past that, again, as I've already mentioned, really do like follow the same kind of concept that this, vid that this song does. So if you like his music, go ahead and check it out. Moving on to the next song, we have Alexa with Never Let You Go, which was a comeback that was released on January 13th. And if you don't know who Alexa is, um, basically she's a up-and-coming K-pop star, solo artist actually, and she's actually a Korean-American idol who debuted, as I, I already mentioned, last year. And, you know, she is very much known for this Alexa concept that she's, she's under, and basically if you want a TLDR of what that is, basically Alexa is in essence a AI that is reawakened and you see this in the debut called bomb uh, you see like the her AI basically reawakened and you know you see her doing her thing and there's 
a lot of songs that have been released since then that have fo- basically followed this concept and you see you see Alexa trying to understand like its place in the world because it's an AI and just trying to figure out what it is and what it ultimately wants because you know it's it's capable of its own thought like that and you know in this particular comeback they decided to go with something really really different and this is interesting because basically for most of the songs that Alexa has released in the past year, it's been a lot of techno pop, really intense, cinematic kind of music. And also, by the way, um, the music video also reflects on this as well. It's very, very cinematic. And also the music's really, really fire. And you also get to see um, Alexa uh, basically kind of show off her dancing ability because she's an incredibly talented dancer it's insane but anyway as i already meant as already mentioned before um never let you go is very very unique in that it's a ballad and as i already mentioned like that's kind of a kind of a drastic you know switch when you compare a ballad to you know a very intense techno pop very intense edm kind of song if you know what i mean so you know to see her do a ballad is very very interesting and you know for the uh, i mean let's talk about the music video first because the music video is in of itself completely different to what you've seen before from alexa and you know like this i feel like to me it's really really interesting because when you like see the music video it's very very calm if that makes sense and i guess it should be because of the ballad right but it's really peaceful and it's it just feels very serene if that makes sense and you know like alexa's outfit also and by the way um this particular alexa is alexa h so this is like a different form of alexa so like you know that that should make things a little bit more clear but you know this alexa is a lot more or less i guess more i don't know more I guess more emotion oriented i guess that that makes sense like she this particular alexa is trying to kind of figure out the feelings feelings and emotions that it's experiencing and this is kind of the way it's kind of you know trying to figure that out and you know i have to say for at this just saying as for alexa as an artist as you know considering this is her first like ballad i guess in her k-pop career i have to say she killed it this was an excellent ballad and to see her basically do a complete 180 in terms of style with this song is not only impressive but also for me i feel like it's it just opened so many opportunities and you know i think um i guess in a way I feel like I'm not really surprised, really, that Alexa is able to do ballads because um, I've actually seen some of the media work that she's done. And, you know, if you don't know, actually, she's on a very, very popular podcast on Dive Studios called How Did I Get Here that she does with Jay from Day6. And she's generally really, really funny there. And, you know, also as well, um, she's done a ton of interviews, but um, lately she's done a video interview with um, Umu from React to the K. And if you don't know who React to the K is, um, basically it's a 
um, K-pop reaction channel run by Umu, who is now a former um, Eastman School of Music student, and you know sh- her ho- her whole like uh, reaction channel is focused on reacting to K-pop from a classical musician's perspective, which is really really cool. And you know, in that interview, she talks about how she, well, as I say, uh, she I mean Alexa, but you know, she talks about how she actually before going into the k-pop world she actually was uh, a musical theater major which is really really interesting because um you don't really see um idols in general have musical theater experience um usually i don't know from my experience and in my i guess my limited experience um you don't i think the only people that i've seen that kind of do musical things are usually the ones that are like proper actors in the entertainment industry so to see an idol basically kind of have this experience is really really interesting and you know i think the moment when she said that i i kind of knew at least i had a really good feeling going into um never let you go that she would actually do this really really well because um from my limited knowledge about musical things um i know for a fact that um those that are trained to be in musicals are you know they learn how to sing in a very very different manner compared to those who you know sing pop songs like that that that's why there's a very distinct difference between a pop singer and a classical singer or like this a musical singer in general because their style is very different like how they project themselves is really different this everything in general is different and you know with ballads right like i feel like you not only need to you know have a good tone with you in terms of your voice but you also need to have the control and power to make like in terms of like voice power to make sure that you are you know expressing the emotions that the ballad is supposed to you know express and you know in this song she she nails it in my opinion because she is incredibly talented as a vocalist like holy smoke she is a phenomenal singer and i feel like that is mostly in due part due to her musical experience and you know it's just genuinely really really great and you know as i already mentioned like this this whole ballad song this this shows like a different side of alexa as a singer because she you know she can she's done the pop stuff really really well but you know she also here does ballads really well and you know like i've already mentioned before ballads are in my opinion at least a completely different beast compared to like your typical pop song that is you know high tempo you know kind of catchy that in that kind of way they and you know like, she just nails it here and like there's i feel like there were so many moments throughout the song where you could like genuinely feel like the emotion that she was trying to express and you know it's yeah i feel like i'm of the opinion that a good ballad usually means that a singer you like you can genuinely feel the vulnerability of the singer if that makes sense like emotionally you know that they're genuinely feeling something now granted yes it's just a song but if you know that they like are 
if the singer like that is singing the song is genuinely like emotionally into the song that you know that they are nailing it and they're having the time of their lives in terms of performance and yeah like it's it's just really really great and you know i've already mentioned a dozen times already but Alexa's a very excellent ballad singer and this is a shout from me but you know I honestly believe that Never Let You Go could pass as a really good K-drama OST. It's that good. Like there's everything that you would need in a really really good ballad that would occur when like a very very heartbreaking moment happens in the K-drama because if you follow K-dramas, you know that that moment does happen and you know a song like this would just fit the mood so well. Granted, of course, you gotta. It has to be a specific drama that fits the scene and everything. But still, it's a, it's a K drama OST quality song, for, in my opinion. And you know, I just considering that Alexa has done this now, I wouldn't actually be opposed to her actually, you know, tr getting a chance to actually sing a K drama ballad in an upcoming K drama. Like I feel like this song. No, maybe she might need a bit, a little bit more, like songs out there that you know kind of qualify as ballads. But you know, something like this, I would honestly take a shot at in a drama, and I think it could be genuinely really, really good. And I feel like Alexa has kind of proven at this point, well, with this song at least, that she can, you know, she can pull off the ballad. And you know, if luck heads her way i feel like if she gets chosen to do a k-drama ost and it so happens to be like a super popular k-drama because you never know if a k-drama will actually be like will reach like crash landing on you popularity or like you know like every other k-drama like it if she so happens to land a k-drama that hits like crash landing on you popularity like it's she will explode not literally explode but like in terms of her career like more people will know about her and just for the sake of her career that can only be a good thing in my opinion so yeah um if you're looking for like a winter ballad that fits the january mood and is overall just really really nice to listen to this is your song honestly like for me, this is at least my favorite ballad of the month. Now, granted, not a lot of ballads have been released this month, but still, this is genuinely a really, really great ballad. And if you want to see a ballad from a, for the most part, a, an idol that hasn't really been in the industry for that long, this is a really, really good choice because she is, she has the talent. Like she's the real deal in my opinion, and I honestly cannot wait to see what she does next because, you know, as she, we've seen so far like she can do ballads and she can do all of the other stuff that she's been really popular for and you know the sky's the limit for her really so yeah really really good stuff but moving on to the next song on our list today we have epic high with rosario which is a collaboration with zico and cl now this comeback dropped uh pretty recently actually uh back on january 17th and just in case if you don't know who epic high are they are essentially one of the proper ogs of the korean rap scene um they've been around for as long as i've been on this planet actually um they've been around for around 
17, 18 years, I believe, which is an incredibly long time for any music group actually in general like you don't usually see like music groups like stick around for this long and like actively like producing stuff all the time so that's a pretty big thing in itself but you know epic high has done so much in their long and illustrious career and rosario is their latest comeback and i have to say holy cow um so tableau um Two Cuts and Mifra are members of Epic High, and I have to say they all killed it in this comeback because holy cow, this is incredible. And I say that this is incredible because, I mean, everything about this music video, in my opinion, is absolute fire. I mean, let's go with the music first. I mean, the beat, I think, for a hip-hop video is boss um the flow of the raps throughout the song is fire um the collabs that they have with uh, cl if you don't know who cl is she used to be part of 21 back in the day and zico is another prominent rapper in the k, k hip-hop scene um their collabs meshed incredibly well with the whole song and this enhanced the song to be such a badass incredible song is just genuinely really really good that things are going on here and you know i for me i really liked this whole like video and song because they touched on very rather dark themes in this particular song and i think this is mainly due to the fact that um just based on what I've I've seen in the video because I've I've had to kind of look at it multiple times just to make sure that I've got my got my interpretation right. But basically, this whole music video is essentially a message to online haters, and this really is, in a sense, really a diss track towards said online haters. But you know they bring up a lot of um, religious themes, particularly Catholic and Christian themes in this in this video and yeah it's just really really powerful and really effective as well and you know this this on the music video right um i there's some choice like stylistic choices in the music video that i actually really really liked as well um for instance um the the ratio aspect ratio of the music video is actually i believe it's 16 by 9 in terms of video ratio and if you don't know what that means basically um the video is shown in a way that kind of looks like a video kind of shown on your phone basically um i think the video itself is actually kind of shaped like um basically kind of like uh if you're seeing a video on tiktok and it's like vertical basically it's kind of like that and the whole video is like that and for me i feel like it kind of just added to this the constrictiveness of the whole thing and how it's so claustrophobic like the whole thing this felt really really claustrophobic and maybe that kind of just hits home of how like how impactful and how hurt like you know these people are from all of the hate they get online and you know i think that they do that incredibly well like i think i think one of my favorite symbols that they use actually was i think this cl's entire like cameo in the whole song because she 
I don't think her face was actually kind of shown in the video. Like, like for the most part, her face was kind of in the shadows. But her silhouette, I guess, like from her uh, her outfit, was very reminiscent of like an angel. And you know, her lines throughout the song was kind of like a, I guess if you can put it one way, it'd be like a message of defiance, I guess. And like it's the saying like how. I am the best. I will like. I will be defiant of all like the hate that I get and whatnot. And it's just it's so symbolic and just so cool to see. Like, you know, and you know, on like this whole like video like concept like referring to online haters. Um, fun fact actually. Um, this video has actually kind of been done before by Epic Hive. So, um, I. This was actually one of the first songs I've actually um, listened to from them, actually. So they released this little song back in, I believe it was 2015, I believe. It might have been 2014, but anyway, the song was called Born Hater. And ironically enough, the music video for that song was actually filmed in the same way as Rosario. And <laughs> it, it's so it's so ironic because basically in Born Hater, it's basically a bunch of rappers along with Epic High getting together and basically combining all of their distracts about their online haters and just throwing it into one song and it's really really good and they all dish out incredibly entertaining raps throughout the whole song and it's just fantastic and you know to see basically essentially the same concept just reimagined using a more dark theme featuring some religious motifs is really really interesting and i really love the fact that they did that and yeah i mean like this song is honestly fire and i know it's a it's been only one month into 2021 but honestly this song right here rosario is probably one of my favorite comebacks so far it just has everything and like i've already mentioned like the music the visuals like everything about this comeback is perfect like you honest i honestly would not change anything and it's so perfect and it just leads into the release of their album that they released alongside rosario and i have to say um uh, a lot of you will probably notice that this podcast was released a bit later than usual compared to the last two weeks and that is mainly due to the fact that i kind of end up binge what binge listening i mean to the epic high album kind of a lot and the main reason for that is because the album is pretty fire and i couldn't help myself but listen to it every so often while like typing up the script for the show because it's genuinely that good. I mean, like, there's another song here. Oh God, I, I don't have the name on top off the top of my head, but there's a. Sorry, I had to like. <laughs> this is like a cut, but I had to basically Google it because I don't want to get it wrong. But it's basically a song called "Based on a True Story," and you know, it's honestly outside of Rosario, it's probably one of my favorite songs in the entire album. And man, this is I'm not even supposed to feature this song on this show, but. Oh man, it's just so good. And, you know, another thing about Epic High as well is the fact that they kind of approach hip hop a little bit differently. Maybe not that differently, but, you know, they tend to do, they, they tend to approach hip hop in a very cinematic way. And with this song that I'm talking about, um, they basically rap 
behind a classical music arrangement basically it's not like a famous one or anything i think they had to make it for this song in particular but it's just so beautiful and just the way it's structured and everything is just again incredible it's amazing and you know i'm honestly telling you guys right now you listeners out there that you you got to check out this album because it's amazing it's incredible and i honestly cannot say enough things about it that could you know be befitting to it because it's genuinely amazing and also as well um this album is called epic high is here part one and actually they're probably in the middle of working on a part two to this album because this is still part one um i'm not sure when that will actually come out but when it does come out i'll definitely be checking it out because this is again an amazing comeback amazing song and the album is absolute fire and it deserves all the plot it's getting right now because i think um as well i, I remember um i think i i follow a uh, tablo's instagram actually and he he posted a video where epic highs like ads were literally showing at times square because spotify liked it so much it's in it's, it's honestly insane and if that doesn't tell you how popular rosario and like the whole like album is right now um i don't know what else i could tell you so again go check it out because you are because if you don't i have to say this honest to god like you are genuinely missing out on some brilliant music but anyway moving on to the final song that we're going to be featuring on today's episode we have iu celebrity which is a pre-release song that dropped on january 26 and i have to say um uh, as you listeners probably know at this point, I'm a very, 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 very big fan of Bayou. Um, she was the reason why I got into K-pop in the first place. So I've been really anticipating this comeback for an incredibly long time. And I have to say, I was really, really impressed. I have to say, um, for a pre-release song, this is really, really good. It's a solid song. Um... I think music-wise, um, it's kind of in this weird, not weird, but it's in this halfway house in between Blooming and 8 in terms of musical style. Um, this song is very on trend in terms of pop sound, and it has those elements of EDM as well, which make for a very, very solid song. Now, I will say, um, I know I've already said already that IU has done really well with this pre-release. I have to say, out of all of the IU songs that I've heard, which is almost all of them, um, this song in particular is probably one of the more mainstream songs that I've heard, really. Um, <laughs> it's a very, like, this is not to bash IU by any means because I really like the song. I feel like I need to reiterate that again. But, you know, it's a song that, you know, people have done before and to be brutally honest um i feel like if anyone but iu did a song like this it wouldn't really get as much traction as it has actually got and that's mainly because of the fact that you know this is iu we're talking here she's one of the biggest stars in k-pop like the she's the idol's idol and i personally think from a musical perspective i don't really think like showing off her musicality was really the point of the song and instead, I think the lyrical value and like the lessons that you're supposed to take from the song is something that IU was instead focusing on really because um, this song, 
um, in typical IU fashion, is very meaningful. And, you know, this song, in essence, is talking about admiring someone, or a celebrity in particular. But at the end of the music video, you kind of realize that the celebrity is actually yourself all along. And to me, it's such a powerful message to have in a song because, you know, um, this like idea and concept of self-love and self-care is something that IU has done pretty recently, actually. Um, if you look at her Love Poem EP that released, um, how long was it now? Oh, it was, it, it was back in 2019. Um, it, actually, it wasn't that long, really. But, you know, that whole EP was talking about different facets of love. And, you know, self-care, like, or classified as self-love in that particular EP was a very, very strong song in that EP. And to see her kind of continue that message in Celebrity, I mean, to me, is not really a surprise, but I feel like at the same time, it's ultimately incredibly necessary in the situation that everyone is in. And I say this because, you know, um, to be totally honest, I mean, if you look at what's happening in real life, um, there's not really... A lot of reasons to be optimistic really um look of course um things have a chance of going back to normal really soon but you know there's a lot of things to be really just dreading like a lot of things to be sad about frankly and you know in all of like in facing all of those tremendous huge walls of emotion that you just can't really seem to kind of like peek over where you see like the golden sky of happiness like over the wall like you know self-care i feel like kind of goes out the window because you know there's a lot of things to worry about and you know having iu you know kind of talk about this kind of to me kind of brings up a topic that i feel like kind of needs to be said as well and this is kind of around the idea of worshiping like celebrities i guess and this is kind of the whole point of the song actually and you know, I I feel like after kind of following like K-pop fandoms and just other fandoms in general, like I feel like fans of celebrities or idols sometimes, you know, maybe they do what they do because, you know, adoring and following an idol and worshiping like everything that they do is kind of a way of coping and just filling a gap that they have inside of them, like emotionally that you know could be from an insecurity or like a bad thing that's happened in their lives and you know i i will say like just a caveat on this like i feel like sometimes like idols who ultimately are in the entertainment industry you know i think it's a good thing that you know some people can kind of use entertainment as a way to kind of get away from their problems but at the same time like i feel like some people sometimes maybe get a bit carried away and kind of ignore the fact that they should probably take care of themselves and their own well-being. And, you know, this is essentially what IU is saying, that, you know, you can follow and adore a celebrity all you want, but at the end of the day, they're just normal people like you and me. And, you know, for all of the reasons that you adore a celebrity they can have their own faults as well and you know not everyone's perfect and you know everyone 
ultimately does kind of need to work on themselves in order to improve and just be a better human being because you know that's the only way you learn from those mistakes and you know this is essentially what iu is saying like i've already said like you know you are your own celebrity and you have the power much like how idols have the power to influence and you know guide other people to do good things to do things that can be beneficial to society and all that and you know at the end of the day like i've already said like it's ultimately up to you to make those changes and you know no celebrity no other person out there can you know make you do that now they can tell you to do that but telling and doing is like completely different things if you get what i mean like it's like trying to pull a horse to water like it's ultimately up to the horse to you know drink from the water that you want them to drink from it's not a guarantee that they'll do it but you're hoping that they will but you ultimately can but you know i hope that makes sense but you know as i've already said like this song is all about self-love and self-care and self-confidence and you know as iu says you are your own celebrity and you know it's a message that you know iu has you know expressed before and i'm really glad that she's taking the time to do it again this time in a more a you know a celebrity context because you know that's something that we haven't really seen before and i feel like you know like i already said it needs to be said and i'm glad someone like iu you know says it out loud because you know these are very very important things and you know mindset ultimately is something that can change everything and you know having a positive mindset about everything can just change your whole outlook on life and you know taking care of yourself really well can you know lead you to that kind of positive mindset which is something that i think is something that we should all strive for so yeah um god i went on a really really long like explanation about the message of this thing this whole like song but you know aside from that um visually um i have to say the music video is absolutely stunning um uh i think for me personally since i've watched hotel de luna i got extreme jang manual vibes from this entire music video because i gotta say i use whole wardrobe in this music video was expensive as hell um <laughs> like it, it, it was expensive like let's be honest it looked expensive and it probably was expensive but she looked fantastic in them and she looked amazing and i have to say um <laughs> this is kind of funny actually but i feel like there's like one particular look that she had in the music video um i think it was the one where um she had the bangs i guess which is i haven't really seen iu and bangs in quite a long while but um it i don't know like there's a particular like shot of iu with the bangs right and i couldn't help but think hang on is that Taeyeon? Like, oh man, like, I feel like I'll probably post this in my Instagram story, like, once this podcast comes out. But, like, if you look at Taeyeon and IU at that particular moment, like, to me, it, it almost looks uncanny in a way. Like, it's kind of scary that they both look that alike. But anyway, like, I just found that really, really interesting. But yeah, um, this like visually it was great and you know again it very much like compounded on the message that this song was trying to express and again iu did a really really great job even if the song like 
at least from a musical perspective wasn't really that like interesting really um it it was a it was ultimately like a vessel to carry the message that i was trying to express and she did a really really good job here and you know looking forward um considering that celebrity is ultimately a pre-release track um even though i've had my you know critiques about the song i feel like if this is the pre-release song that i is gonna be coming out with like at first um i feel like we can see some we can be really really optimistic i mean about the rest of the rest of the album because you know i feel like um this is this complete theory for me so i don't know if this is true or not but i feel like iu is kind of following a similar um release schedule to how blackpink released their album a few months ago so you know if you remember from like in the weeks leading up into you know the album release for blackpink um they had multiple pre-releases i think they had how you like that first and then they had ice cream i believe and you know those songs were solid but you know it wasn't the main event if that makes sense and you know with iu with iu's um situation right if celebrity is the pre-release song and you know despite being you know something that isn't exactly new it's still a very very solid song like imagine what the main title track and like the other songs will be like um <laughs> it's already a high bar as is and like i can imagine the title track and the other songs in this whole album to be mind-blowing and i feel like i can say this because iu you know she sets high standards for herself and i have a good feeling that she definitely is not going to shortcut herself with this album as this is this is a album that she like in terms of like discography she hasn't like released a full-length album in quite a while and the last one was palette back in 2017 so you know i feel like she wouldn't want to disappoint herself and her fans so you know i feel like there's only good things to expect from the album that will probably come out really really soon hopefully next month in february so i can make an episode about talking about the whole thing because this I'm just so excited for what's to come for IU and you know if celebrity as I already said is already at a high bar as it already is oh my goodness I can't, I can't fathom to think what we're, what we're going to be seeing in terms of the title track and everything else so yeah um aside from that that wraps up this week's episode of k-pop roundup i really hope you enjoyed this week's episode of k-pop roundup um i know i kind of went on a few rants here and there talking about the songs but i really really enjoyed this month's selection that i've made um i know um there were other songs um that were released this month and i know i wasn't able to get to all of them so you know um in the social media promo that i'll probably be uploading soon uh if there's any other songs that i should probably check out feel free to let me know in the comments um i'll be totally honest i probably never got to all of them so if there's any other songs you feel that you know deserves to, to, to at least should have got a shout on campout roundup please let me know because i, I i'm more than happy to like they discover new music and be amazed by some of yours you guys choices because you know there's probably more music out there that i probably haven't even heard of before so yeah um aside from that um wherever you are in this gigantic world of ours thank you so much 
for listening to this week's episode of Cape Alparama. I really hope you enjoyed it, and be sure to tune in next week for another episode. So, other than that, this is Guillen from Cape Alparama signing off. Take care and have a brilliant weekend, everybody. Peace. Bye-bye. Have a great weekend, everyone. See ya.